0: Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. This morning we are looking at Psalm 72 and Proverbs 18. We're looking for a little bit of wisdom and encouragement to start our week. And there's no better way to start it than with the Psalms and with the Proverbs. Psalm 72 is really a psalm about Solomon, but in the same way it has um, some types and shadows about Messiah and about the coming Messiah, and so you'll see you'll see a lot of that as as we read through Psalm seventy two, where you can make kind of make that connection. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of give you that, that mindset uh, as we look to read it. I don't want to do a bunch of fluff this morning. Let's just look at the Word of God. So Psalm seventy two is what we're going to start with, King James Bible, a Psalm for Solomon. Verse 1, Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the moon, upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish and abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from river and to the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents, the kings of Sheba, and Sheba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. He shall spare the poor and the needy, and shall save the souls of the needy. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence, and precious shall their blood be in his sight. And he shall live, and to him shall be given of the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. There shall be a handful of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains, and the fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the cities shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever, his name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him, all nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. There's some commentary here from Matthew Henry. He also makes the connection that this, is, that this could apply to, to Christ. He says, we may apply it to Christ. Not that he who intercedes for us, us to intercede for him, but it is a prayer of the Old Testament church for sending the Messiah as the church, king, church's king, the king on the holy hill of Zion, of whom the king of the kings had said, Thou art my son. Hasten his coming to whom all judgment is committed, and we must thus hasten the second coming of Christ, when he shall judge the world in righteousness is an expression of the satisfaction which all true believers take in the authority which the Lord Jesus has received from the Father. Let him have all power both in heaven and earth, and be the Lord of our righteousness. Let him be the great trustee of divine grace. For all that are his, give it to him that he may give it to us. And as I'm reading some of these passages, you just long for the day that Jesus would actually physically be here. It says, He shall judge the poor of the people, and shall save the children of the needy, and shall break the pieces of the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish, and an abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth." I'm sure many of you, like me, long for that. We long for the day when there will actually be peace, and when righteousness will actually flourish, and when righteousness will be upheld. As opposed to what we have now, whereas righteousness is not upheld, and in fact, judgments go forth from those in charge, from leaders that are in favor of the oppressors that are in favor of the wicked and right now the righteous are not being treated kindly, the needy are not being treated kindly but that's all going to change alright let's get a little bit of wisdom here too. Start our morning. We're going to go to Proverbs, and uh, we're looking at Proverbs chapter eighteen. And let's see what the Word of God has to say for us. Proverbs eighteen: Though desire a man having separated himself seeketh, and intermeddleth with all wisdom, a fool hath no delight in understanding. But that his heart may discover itself when the wicked cometh then cometh also contempt and with ignominy reproach the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as flowing brook it is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment Please note, that's the point I was just making about how judgment goes forth in favor of the wicked. It says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom are a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. It's not good, the word says. Verse 6, A fool's lips... Enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the same of his soul. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous runneth into it and is safe The rich man's wealth is his strong city and as a high, and as a high wall is his own conceit Before the destruction the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility He that answer a matter before he heareth it is it is folly and a shame unto him. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth The lot causeth contentions to cease and parteth between the mighty. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. The poor useth entreaties, but the rich answereth roughly. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That is Psalm 18. A couple things to note. Just like the, or I'm sorry, not Psalm 18, Proverbs 18. A couple things to note. Just like last week, it Continues to remind us that the tongue is dangerous and that wisdom is in keeping your mouth shut, right? Let me go to those three verses here. They're right together. Verse 6 says, A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calleth for strokes. In other words, the mouth of a fool gets him in big trouble. Verse 7, A fool's mouth is his destruction. And his lips are a snare of his soul. And in verse 8, the words of a talebearer are wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. And then the proverb goes on to warn about being lazy. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. And in verse 10 is a very, very famous verse. In fact, it's been included in hymns and songs. And it's one that we should remember in our soul. Verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. I like that. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Verse twelve reminds us that that what follows pride and haughtiness is destruction. what follows humility is honor. Verse twelve says, before destruction the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility and then another famous verse, one to remember, especially when you especially nowadays, right because people. You try to explain something to people and because it's not, it's out of their familiarity or because it seems strange or uh, it seems scary, they will dismiss it, call it dumb, call it stupid, without ever doing any of their own research, right? Here's a verse for those people. He that answer a mattereth, or verse 13. He that answer a matter, before he heareth it, It is folly and shame unto him. So those who already have their minds made up and have done no research, they haven't listened. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. And it doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter how absurd it might sound on the surface. If you haven't actually done the research, you haven't actually dug into it yourself, it's foolishness. And in fact, research doesn't mean you go to your favorite news sites and find a bunch of people that agree with your position and try to put something together as your defense. Research means you actually research the issue, right? You, you go take in all sides of the argument and come to some truth. Very few people actually do that, which is why most people are foolish. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. there is our wisdom and encouragement this morning to start your week I pray in the powerful name of Jesus and the powerful name of Yeshua that you have been blessed this morning the word of God never fails to accomplish its goal and so I hope that it's went forth and uh, challenged some of you this morning or enlightened some of you this morning in some way or fashion Lord willing I'll be back with you this week Uh, for our continued study in the Gospel of Luke and for our last Torah portion of the year. And we'll be starting a new schedule for the portion, except we'll be doing the Prophets portion for 2021, which actually starts here in a couple of weeks. The uh, actual Torah portion schedule starts in a couple of weeks. And so I'm looking forward to that and uh, beginning that with all of you, because we are in a prophetic time history aren't we and so it just seems fitting to be more focused on prophecy all right my friends thank you to all of you who have been generous recently Um, I appreciate it so much also all the emails I appreciate all the emails unfortunately I'm only one human with limited time and a full-time job and a family and this podcast and all that so I am unable to just get in there and respond to all these emails uh, but I see them and I appreciate them so much. So thank you. And uh, just ask that you would be gracious and not be offended if you haven't gotten a response from me. It's just, this isn't my full-time job. If it was, I'd be, be happy to try to respond to all those, but I am unable to do that. But I want to thank you for them. And again, the support and, and all that that helps make this possible. Thank you so much for that. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time. God bless.